Welcome everybody to a very somber episode of Wrestling with Stooges. There is a there's a dark cloud looming over the WWE on Sunday, January twenty eighth. Yeah, January twenty eighth. CM Punk did not win the Royal <laughs> Rumble. <laughs> that is a uh, another tragedy. It's, it's just it's a tragedy upon tragedy. What do you think I was gonna say? <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What dark cloud were you talking about? I don't it's, know. It's the only dark cloud I know. Is CM Punk not winning? Right. Um, I placed bets. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people did. Um. Uh, in a more serious note, we will get to the Royal Rumble stuff, but I feel like we got to get it out of the way because everybody's talking about it, and unlike. Every other podcast, every other YouTube content creator who has rushed to uh, break the story because, you know, they, they need clicks, they need views. We do this for fun. We're not, we're not all too worried about how many people listen to us, you know, although thank you guys for listening. We, we, we just got uh, our newest uh, number of uh, we just passed 300 and we've only been doing this for like two months. And we really don't share this. Like, we honestly just put it out there. We we don't even share it on our social media. We don't do any of that. We just get together. We talk to each other like human beings, you know. I, I, just from watching all these other podcasts and YouTube content creators, you know. The way they talk like this. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like JD, calm down. <laughs> chill. Just chill, chill, bro. JD from New York, chill, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You you would think he he'd have massive investments in WWE or something. Oh, no. <laughs> the way he talks, <laughs> I will say he is kind of entertaining. He is entertaining, <laughs> but sometimes I'm like, I'm like, is that really how you talk, or is, or is is that a New York thing? Is what is it? Like it's <laughs> it's hilarious. I mean, I think we do share as much as we can. Like you know, I have a link like on my Instagram page. And I know that. Our um, episodes are posted on Facebook. Yeah. So, I mean, but as far as, you know, just updating people, like... Like, listen, tune in. Yeah. We don't really do that. You know, we used to do that a lot with On the Ropes, and which is why we were able to get interviews with, like, Ray Mysterios and John Morrison's and, 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 and those types of people. Now it's, for real, honestly, it's really just for fun. Like, it's... Like, there is no goal in mind with this podcast. It's not like we're, like, actively trying to get big guests. Although, if they happen, they happen. You know, if we get guests, that'd be awesome. Uh, at this point, I, I, at this point, I could get guests. With, with my limited connections, I could get guests that we could line up for our podcast. That we, we'd be set for the, for the next five months, you know. Yeah. But... I'd rather do this. I'd rather talk to you, Tim, and you, the people, yeah. like people, yeah. you know? Uh, I don't want to have to put on a fake voice and talk like this. And <laughs> I'm really good at the JD thing. <laughs> I'm getting really good. I'm I almost like, thought it was you. I almost thought it was JD. Vince McMahon. <laughs> he does bring the people in, though. He I brings will give him it, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, you got to give him that. But yeah, I do agree. Like, this is... I say this all the time. It's like one of my favorite days of the week, just getting together with my best friend, talking professional professional wrestling, what we love, it's our passion, um, especially you know what's going on now in the world of wrestling, specifically WWE. They're just on another level. They've been on another level for, gosh, I don't know, maybe 
at least the last six months to a year, I feel yeah. like they've been just, you know, storylines are great and, you know, just they are they just keep going up from from here. So yeah. um so yeah, just getting together with you and talking about you know what's going on in the world of uh professional wrestling, it is it's great. It's I just love it. Yeah. I think um uh like I've I think I don't know if I said it either the first episode that we did this, but it's basically I just I like it when when people come together and uh, for podcasts at least and it sounds like a conversation. It doesn't sound like someone's talking at me. It doesn't sound like like a like a news broadcaster. It just sounds like someone, you know. Like some of my favorite uh podcasts are the ones where, you know, you feel like you're in the room with someone and you're having this conversation. So that's kind of the vibe that I'm always going for. There's a lot of podcasts out there that I listen to, like wrestling podcasts. Like they kind of like talk down to specific listeners and stuff. Like, um, I don't know, just I don't know how to describe it. But like even JD, like when I listen to him, he just kind of like talks shit on specific people who like don't agree with him or whatever. And like for us, it's like. Like we don't know if people agree with us or not, obviously. Yeah. But if they didn't agree with us, then that's fine. Like we're just we're just here, like we said, to talk and uh like chat. Yeah. And you know, we're not here to berate anybody for disagreeing with our opinion. Like it's your opinion. Yeah. Now obviously we don't like the way some certain people conduct business in, in, in the media space, in the you know, wrestling media space, you know, the wrestling observers, stuff like that. Uh from time to time, Nick Houseman, from time to time, Sean Ross Sapp. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where, and I thought about this on my, on my way home the other day. You know, a lot of people want to be in the wrestling business. And it doesn't matter how much you cover it. It doesn't matter how much you talk about it. You're not in the wrestling business. You might be a spectator. You might be a commentator about the, of the goings-ons in professional wrestling, but we're not a part of it, you know? Um... I mean, I, I won't. I won't speak for your. I won't speak for you. But like, like even I, that you know, I, I work with a independent promotion in the Midwest, you know, and a lot of people go through there. A lot of people, a lot of very big names in the in the uh, indies, you know, scene. I still don't consider myself a part of the wrestling business. It's just, I don't know. Like I, I consider myself a fan. Still do, you know. Um, there have been times. There have been moments. In in while doing this podcast, that we could have broken a story if we wanted to. That thing about Jericho that came out uh, a couple of weeks ago, I told Tim, I was like, "Hey, something's going down," and Tim didn't get any inkling. There was no rumblings of it on his side, and then suddenly it blew up. And then you looked at me and you were like, "Oscar, you were right." And we could have we could have had an emergency podcast. <laughs> And broken some news. We could have we could have been the first, but to me, the I feel like the second we do that, we become the Dave Meltzers, the Sean Ross Saps, the hell even the JD uh, from New York. Which again, hilarious and entertaining. Like if anything, he's the one guy I can go to, and I can I can honestly say he's very unbiased. He he will he gives it to you straight down the middle, uh, and sometimes he can be obnoxious, but. He gives it to you straight down the middle. He has no, you know, he's, he's, he's not as biased as, like, all these other, you know, uh, media groups. Yeah. 
I agree with him on a lot of stuff, too. Yeah, me too. That's the thing. I agree with him on a lot of stuff. I agreed with him on a lot of stuff he, that he covered this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just for us to say, like, look, if you don't get a podcast from us talking about this immediately, it's because we got lives. You know, wrestling isn't our live. You know, it's it's we have other stuff going on. You're a father. I'm working. I recently got a new job. So it's like, uh, you know, we could cover this shit, you know, on breaking, you know, we could add the little ding, 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 ding breaking on wrestling with stooges. <laughs> but we we don't want to because the second we do that, we become those other guys that we don't like. And also it stops becoming fun. Yeah. You know, and 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 then certain, suddenly people start looking at us and like, well, you know, they they got the inside scoop on something. You know, we got to take their word on it. They're, you know, their word is gospel. It's like, look, we're a bunch of idiots. And I can tell you for a fact, guys like JD, Sean Rossap, Nick Hausman, Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, they're all idiots too. We're all idiots. Mm-hmm. You nobody, know? Nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything. And it, when people tell you that they know shit, they really don't know. They might have gotten a little nugget of something, but they don't have the whole thing. You know, so I, that's just for me to say, we want to do this for the fun of it. We don't want to do this to break news, to get the scoop on something, or to react to possibly some of the worst news in the past couple of days that has been has broken, you know, the wrestling internet community, you know, the IWC, the internet wrestling community, which is, and let's talk about it, Vince McMahon, um... Uh, has been sued. There's a lawsuit uh, uh, over sexual, uh, you know, assault and sex trafficking. Serious allegations. Um, And, you know, like I said, we could have, you know, immediately reacted to it and done a podcast. But we kind of wanted to wait and see what happens. You know, we don't want to be those guys that are like, Vince McMahon needs to be removed, or, or Dave Meltzer, this is bad. This is real bad. <laughs> In his Dave Meltzer voice. It's like, nah, Dave. Really? It's bad? Yeah, we gotta know it's bad. <laughs> you know? It's like, we, we kind of want to wait and see what comes out, what happens, what's the fallout, and then we'll react. Then we'll talk about it. But to go in immediately and then just, you know, it, A, it's taxing. It's draining. You know, plus it was kind of hard to read. Very hard to read. A lot Very of that difficult. stuff. You know, like I needed some time to process. You know, you don't read what you read and then go. Let's do a podcast. Uh, d- did you read all of it? I got through the more salacious stuff. You know, because I I got through like maybe one or two like uh like, like the screenshots. Yeah, and like, I couldn't read anymore. Like it was just very disgusting yes um and for it to happen this week the most important time in wwe right now we're on the road to wrestlemania i think more people were because that was what two days before the rumble yeah that that broke broke on thursday Thursday. night and i was like shit man like what timing you know like yeah like what's gonna happen now what's gonna happen at the rumble then they announced the press conference after the rumble. And I was like, "Ooh," mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's just it's just terrible, terrible. W- what happened. And apparently, Brock Lesnar's involved. John Laurinaitis, 
Um, just to, and just so we can be very specific, Brock Lesnar wasn't named in the lawsuit, but the you know uh, the 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 I guess the defend not the defendant the um, the victim you know or alleged victim I don't you know again due process court of law you know they'll they'll deal with all of that the alleged victim uh, said that a former UFC heavyweight champion. They wanted to resign him, and it's like, well, there's only one former UFC heavyweight champion, well, in WWE, right now, yeah. But there was Ronda Rousey. If you want to speculate on her being involved, but yeah, but remember, but the specific, the specific specificity was heavyweight champion, UFC heavyweight champion, and then they also used he him pronouns him. Resign him. Pronouns, pal. You know, pronouns. You know, the one time they are, uh, you know, they, they, they're they as important as they can ever be is in, in the court of law. Mm-hmm. Very specific. He, him. Um, and and then Ronda Rousey even tweeting out, you know, um, which is, again, I'll, we'll, we'll get to that part too. But let's stick with the Vince. Vince of it all is that um, uh, Vince was accused of sexual assault sex trafficking within his organization, within the WWE, within his company, um, in Titan Towers, apparently, you know. Uh, And when I read this, I was like, again? But then once I read it more, it's the same person, but now they've decided to go public because uh, if you guys remember a couple years ago, Vince McMahon retired, air quotes, retired. Um, and in, in the preceding weeks, he settled with Miss Grant, which is the, the name of the victim. And uh, they settled uh, for, uh, at the time, an undisclosed amount of uh, money. It wasn't named. It was just like they, they've settled on an undisclosed amount of money. Uh, but after this week, the amount was $3 million. It was it was announced that it was three million dollars. Vince McMahon paid one million and then stopped paying. So she felt that because he stopped paying, he had breached his settlement, you know, his uh, court ordered settlement, and so she could breach her NDA, which means she could publicly let people know just how horrible of a human being Vince McMahon is, allegedly, you know. Um, but from everything I've read, everything it, it looks very damning. Like it's hard not to believe, you know. Like, and if this was anybody else, anybody else, it'd be hard to believe. But because it's Vince McMahon, and we as an as a public, as an audience, as wrestling fans, know the way Vince McMahon works, it's not that unbelievable. If, if if anything, I am shocked at how not shocked I was, which is crazy, you know, <laughs> like like if 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 you were to if you were to walk me into a room and I had never watched wrestling, I'd never known anything about Vince McMahon, and and he was in a lineup, and you asked me, uh, and it was just a regular lineup. I'm not I'm not even talking about police lineup. I'm just like a regular lineup of old guys, and you asked me which one of these old men is a villain. I'd point right at Vince. <laughs> like he just looks like a villain. You don't. You don't got to know anything to know that motherfucker looks like he's done shit. Yeah. So when 
I read the news. I was at work. I didn't believe it. I had to like, I just saw the, 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 uh, the headline. So I couldn't even tap to read what was going on. So I had to go back to work and, you know, I was like working and I was like, oh man, I gotta, can't wait for my break. Cause I got to read what the fuck happened. And then once I read it, it kind of made me sick to my stomach. It was disgusting. And, and the fact that it happened and the fact that it, uh, it takes place in what we love, wrestling, WWE, it makes it that much worse for us, I feel like, because you know it, this is a product that we love. This is a product that right now, or at the time of this recording, it's aimed at kids. You know, And for the owner or former owner to uh, do what he did, it's... I don't know. It's disgusting. I don't know. Tim, you give me your thoughts because I, I don't even know how you found out about it. How did you find out about it? Uh, so I was also at work and I didn't see it until I went on my lunch break, which is the worst possible timing to read, to see any of that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. 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 And, uh, <clears throat> so I saw it when I went on my lunch break and I was like, what the hell? And then like more stuff started coming up. The screenshots started coming up and then, um, I was just like, what am I reading right now? Um, and then, I don't know, dude. It's just it's just the most disgusting stuff I've ever read. And, like, I feel bad for anybody clo- uh, close or related events that really, like, had nothing to do with any of this. Especially people within the company that, that like, like, like Triple H, for example. Like, yeah. we don't know if anybody knew about this that as close events. Um, and we'll get into like the press conference from last night after the rumble, um, in a minute, but I'm kind of with you. Like it doesn't shock me because of the shit that has been going on with him the last couple years Him like leaving, coming back and then selling WWE, selling WWE, try to get control back. And I'm, in my mind right now, I'm thinking of, like, the timing of this woman revealing all this stuff. Like, it was calculated. And you know what? Good for her, because yeah. um, Vince, <laughs> kind of a scumbag. Yeah. Uh, like, we've talked shit about Vince for a long time, but also, like, he's given us... Reasons. W- well, that, but we've always tried to think of the positives that he's given us. Like, yeah. WWE, all the stuff that he's done for us as wrestling fans but now like i can't think of vince when like i just automatically think of this shit that's going on right now like i don't think of wrestling anymore when it comes to vince mcmahon like his his image his like career it's it's done like it's tarnished now it's yeah it's it like you know how they basically erased chris benoit from from all of WWE, yep. you know, and the guy murdered his family and then killed himself. And then obviously, you know, uh, according to reports, autopsy reports, you know, they did a brain scan or they did testing on his brain. And, you know, he had severe brain damage from, I'm guessing, just wrestling, CTE, all that stuff. And so, you know, when I look at that, I see someone who was mentally ill, someone who had been physically ill from just all the damage he had taken to his body and to his brain. And 
I'm not saying it's excusable what he did, but what I can say is that I can understand. I can't understand why it happened, but I can understand how it could have gotten there with, with all the damage and the illness. But with this, with Vince McMahon, it sounds very calculated. It sounds like not only does it sound calculated, but it sounds like he may, and this is something that I think, I don't know who brought this up on which podcast or which show, whatever, but you don't just start doing this at the age of 70 something like this had to have started at some point. And there have been multiple people that have come out since this has happened that have kind of said things about Vince that happened in the past. And so there is a, there is a, what's it called? A, not a history, but a, 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 there is this, uh, I guess you can call it a history of, of, of this kind of uh, behavior with Vince. And, <clears throat> and to say that he, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know which one, um, because he did create the, he did create the, the company that we all to this day love and that's thriving right now. But he needs to be erased. If, if you're going to give Chris Benoit that treatment, you got to give Vince McMahon that treatment as well. And also, and I thought about this too on, on my way home this morning, at this point, WWE, Vince McMahon is not bigger than WWE. WWE has become bigger than Vince. And so if WWE as a company with TKO Holdings and all that and Endeavor and all that shit decide to erase McMahon from the history of WWE, you know, it. I hope it happens. You know, there might be a little blurb like sometime in, in whenever they talk about wrestling and they'll be like, oh, and it was. You know, they, they might even they might even do this. They might go, the original owner was Vince McMahon Sr. Like that's depending. Yeah. That's you know, and essentially that's what it is. It's it, the 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 original company is Vince McMahon Seniors. You know, Vince McMahon took it and he kind of evolved it. But essentially, this is the same company that Vince McMahon Sr. had started. It just it's gone through different names. It's gone through different changes. But at the very end of the day. Vince McMahon Sr. was the one who started it. And uh, so it's not that hard, and it's not that unfeasible. Or it, it is, yeah, it is feasible. Or I, don't know, but I don't know how to use that word. It sounds like I know how to use it, but I'm not quite sure yet. <laughs> but it, it, it's feasible enough to erase Vince McMahon Jr. from the history of WWE. He's just a man with money and power who manipulated... A poor woman, yeah, and that's all he's going to be remembered for. And uh, I want to, we'll talk about the rumble and everything, but I want to get into the press conference real quick because we knew as soon as this press conference was announced, the chances of somebody asking about this situation was pretty high. And, and of and, course, who 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 was our good pal Nick Houseman, <laughs> everybody's favorite. My God, dude! Oh, man. It was so cringy just hearing the question. Like even I could just looking at you, just ugh, like shiver. Like ugh. it was, <laughs> yeah, man. I it it it. It's funny because I I was on Twitter, 
last night while I was at work, after the rumble, uh, when I went to work. And I'm scrolling through, and I think, I think it was Dave Meltzer who had tweeted, because uh, I think someone had said that it was just terrible timing or a terrible time and place to ask about Vince McMahon. And Dave Meltzer said, uh, uh, well, when else would someone ask? Like, when, when would be a perfect time? And in my mind, I'm like... How about never? How about... Or at least just not to rumble. Yeah. You know? Not to rumble. Like... Don't, don't take the attention away of a pretty good show that was just put on. Exactly. Like, immediately, the second that question gets asked, you're taking away everything that these men and women worked through. Like, for, for those four hours that the rumble was on, you forgot about Vince McMahon and everything that happened. And then that question came up, and immediately it's like, ah. And, like, look, again, we get it. Like, those questions were going to be asked at some point. I just felt not so soon, and not with Triple H. Cody, especially with Cody. Not with Cody. Not with Cody. Like, that, that to me was like... Like, like was, Triple H, I would understand more, and then Triple H would just be like, uh, I don't want to answer, and that's it. But Cody, it, felt, it just felt like uh, to take away from Cody's moment of winning the Rumble. Exactly. And to immediately make it about Vince McMahon felt cringy. It felt dirty. It felt – it just wasn't the right time. And so when I read, you know, Dave Meltzer and his – Infinite wisdom. Like, when were they supposed to ask? It's like, look. Uh, it's like, read the room. Not the time and the place, you know? Um, there's always a time and a place. That just wasn't it, you know? Um, and it yeah. wasn't even... It, the question was waited until... Like, it didn't get asked until Cody was up there. Bailey was the first one up there. Nobody asked Bailey about that, I don't think. No, I don't and think so. And it's like, so. first of all, who the fuck cares what Cody has to think? He's a guy. Right. Like, if you were going to ask that question, if you were, if you had the balls to ask that question, you ask it to a woman. Like, hey, how do you feel about working in this company? At least have the balls to ask a woman. Right. You, you ask Cody. <laughs> you ask Triple, everybody else. And then afterwards, people started asking Triple H. It's like, uh, like, hey, I don't give a fuck what these guys have to say because they're guys. Like, they're going to be fine. They're like, and again, we don't know who all is involved, who all, who all knew. And so clearly, they're not going to tell you anything. You know? I'm sure Triple H was expecting the question for him, but you're right. But for, like, for Cody to be asked that question after just winning his second Rumble, having this huge moment, like, don't put... Cody or any other superstar in that position to answer that question. Um, and uh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, God damn it. Sorry, guys. I'm running, I'm running on E. <laughs> I'm tired as fuck. <laughs> running on Big E. <laughs> let's, get, let's, get, let's get this man some bootios. Yeah, um, yeah just... <laughs> It was just stupid for anybody to ask that question. Like you said, not the right time. Just let it breathe. You just watched a good four-hour rumble. And let these guys, let Cody, Bailey, 
all these superstars have their moment. Like, it's not about Vince. It's not about these allegations and this disgusting things going on behind the scenes. Like, focus on what you're seeing with your own eyes. And like Triple H said, because, you know, he was asked the question and he gave a short and sweet answer. He's focusing on the positives. He didn't have to go into detail about, you know, what's going on. You could tell he was uncomfortable. Like, he did not want to answer that question. Yeah. Um, you know, but good for him for, um, you know, just keeping it short and sweet. You know, and then, um, and, and you know, and obviously with, with Triple H answering those questions. And then, again, so Triple H gave all those answers. And this is what, uh, again, our uh, good old pal, uh, Dave Meltzer, had to say uh, after that press conference, this is what he said. Your father-in-law was just accused of sex trafficking and rape. Everyone knows how much I personally like Paul, but this was bad. The most powerful man in the history of the business was just removed in disgrace. This was really bad. So he's, he's, he's criticizing how Triple H had answered the question to which I would ask to which I would ask to which I would ask is like, where was, where was this type of uh, feeling and sentiment when people were asking Tony Khan about, you know, the alleged, Chris Jericho situation, you know, it, from what I read and from what I've heard and from what I saw, Dave Meltzer was like, well, you got to give him a chance, you know, blah, 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 basically babying him. But Triple H is like, oh, like, you know, this is bad the way he answered, you know, oh, this looked bad. It's like, okay, you go up there then. <laughs> yeah, your father gets accused of, of all this shit. You, you answer those questions then. You wouldn't. You'd be like, look. Let's focus on the positives, which, again, like you said, good on Triple H. We all know that, and look, I'm not saying Triple H didn't know anything. I'm sure he knew something. I'm sure once an investigation was opened, he knew certain details, maybe not all the details, maybe not the gruesome, gross details that we read a couple days ago that came out in the Variety and um, uh, Wall Street Journal and all all that, but I'm sure Triple H had known something, but at the same time, it's like, what can you do? If you're Triple H, what can you do? If you're not an owner of the company, you just work there, what can you do? Well, he shouldn't have to answer for all of Vince's decisions yeah. and the shit that he's done. Just because he's the father-in-law or whatever, like, Triple H can't control him. Yeah, you, 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 that's the thing. It's like... Again, like what? Can, what kind of power does the Triple H have? Nothing. Like literally, like we we know just just from just from looking at the situation between Vince and Triple H, there had to have been some sort of I don't want to say falling out, but there seems to be a rift. There seems to have been some sort of animosity between the two. Because what did Vince McMahon do? What did Vince Bruce and, and John Laurinaitis and all those people did immediately when once Triple H had a heart attack and was in the hospital, they took what he created, NXT, 
or at least the version of NXT that people loved and that was getting positive reviews, positive criticism from wrestling fans, and they gutted it, and they basically rebranded it, and it's taken them forever to at least have NXT be something worth talking about. You know, it's it's not the same as it was before, but like it was very calculated with Vince and his 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 people did was they waited till fucking Triple H had a heart attack and they did what they did. It it wasn't like, oh, Triple H is doing okay or Triple H doesn't have a heart attack and they just decided to change NXT. They waited until Triple H was basically incapacitated, was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And in the course of that time that Triple H was gone, recovering from what could have been catastrophic, they destroyed NXT, the black and gold NXT that we all liked and loved and that we on, I honestly would tune in. I don't tune into NXT now. Like I'll watch clips. There's certain people there that I'm interested in seeing who goes up to the main roster. But back then, it, it felt like must-see TV. It felt like it literally felt like the third brand. Now it feels like developmental again. You know? yeah, and who's to say certain people that were there before the whole Triple H had to, when Triple H was still running that brand? Who's to say that somebody like Adam Cole wouldn't still be there, or a uh, pretty much the whole undisputed era? Um, yeah, just that's what Vince does. He just he just takes advantage of people. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's to me. I think there's the the. There needs to be a lot done in the WWE. They need to clean house with all of the, like, Vince McMahon yes-men because Ronda Rousey tweeted that Bruce Pritchard was basically Vince McMahon's avatar. Like, just because Vince wasn't there doesn't mean that Vince wasn't telling Bruce what to do on, on you know, whenever they were producing the shows. And so if Bruce is there, Vince might as well be there is basically what she said. And... And I believe that. I can see that. And I can I can see how people there are certain people in the WWE and the company that are Vince McMahon yes men. And it, and I honestly believe right now Triple H is like Triple H has had a hard time booking how he wants to book. Because clearly you can see when you watch Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown, you can see the Triple H stuff that he's trying to book. You can see it clearly, but then there's always this little spin to it that's got to, that feels like Vince McMahon, that feels like, like, like it's holding on for dear life to try to be this thing that it, it just will never work. And that's the Vince McMahon part of it. That's the Bruce Pritchard part of it that I, that I really don't like, you know? And hopefully this means Triple H gets full 100% control that he can choose the people around him, that he can fire the people around him that he feels are hurting the product rather than helping it. And like Triple H said, when, when, they, were, when they asked him about uh, The Rock uh, becoming a, a board member, um, that shorthand that he can have with The Rock as far as like, you know, talking about wrestling and the w- as far as like the WWE is concerned, having that shorthand of like, hey, this is what we need for this, this and that. Hopefully with The Rock being there and, ho- and hopefully with that friendship with Triple H, they can 
clean up house. They can start fresh. This is a new beginning, you know? And again, you don't want, also, if I'm the rock, I'm like, yo, I don't want to be associated with this or I don't want to be associated with the people that are associated with Vince because there's going to be an investigation and a lot more names are going to pop up. A lot more people are going to be named or at least a lot more people are going to be investigated and interviewed. And it's now, it's no coincidence that Kevin, that was Kevin Dunn uh, left. Mm -hmm. And like, like you said, good for Janelle. Her name is Janelle, Janelle Grant. Uh, Good for her for coming out, especially this week. Because we haven't even talked about Netflix and and Raw going to Netflix, you know, five billion dollars, and I'm sure she probably saw that, and she's like, "I was promised three million for the for to keep my mouth silent." This NDA, this you know, we settled. He paid one, stopped paying me, and now there's a five billion dollar deal just made with WWE, and there, and and Vince McMahon is there at uh, in Wall Street to take that group photo. She's like, hmm, yeah, maybe I should, uh, you know, just full blow, full blown, you know, just sue the fuck out of this guy because why not? Clearly he has the money. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Um, Janelle, you said, I think you saved all of us. Like you, so Vince is, Vince is like gone, gone, right? Like he's no longer, has nothing to do with WWE anymore. Nothing to do. Thank God. Okay, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Raw's going to Netflix. <laughs> um, dude, my brain is just, there's so much going on this week with just any everything in wrestling right now. We just talked about the whole allegations. Raw's going to Netflix. We had the Rumble. Um, what else is going on? Um, yeah, let's just talk about Netflix. So, they signed a deal. Raw's going to Netflix next January, right? Next January. So there's a lot of questions. Um, Triple H said it last night. It's a big, big, it's a big effing deal for five billion dollars. Ten years. It's ten years, five billion dollars, or five years, and Netflix Netflix can choose to keep going with Raw or let them go. Basically, so either way, it's either a $5 billion deal, it's either a $5 billion deal or a $2.5 billion deal. Either way, that's a lot of money. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of questions that need to be answered about that still. Um, you know, are there going to be commercials? Is it still going to be on Monday nights? Um, it's going to be three hours still. Or is it going to go back to two hours? Yeah. You know? Or with no commercials, if there's not going to be any ads or commercials or anything like that, it might not be three hours. No. Yeah. Um, so that would be great. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, big deal for wrestling. Lots of lots of good things. I, I know we've been talking about all the negatives right now with Vince, but there's also a lot of positives going on. Um, we just had the Rumble last night. We're officially on the road to WrestleMania. Going into probably maybe the biggest WrestleMania of all time. With... Is this Triple H's first WrestleMania in full? Con- yes. Yes. Okay. It is. I don't know if it was last year or if it's going to be this year. It's this year. So that's that's a very positive sign. Um, is there anything specifically? Do, do you just want to talk about the Rumble? Or do you, you still want to talk about Vince? And- um, let me see. 
Let's see. So let me see. I brought up uh, checking his list, guys, because we got a lot, a lot of shit to get through. Yeah, I wrote a lot <laughs> <laughs> for the first time. I made a list. Okay, so Vince. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, well, I guess well, as far as like, um, like, uh, like dirt sheet stuff. This is the last thing we'll talk about, which I thought I think is still funny because. At this point, on this show, I feel like we're just going to have like a counter of how many times can the Wrestling Observer try to disparage CM Punk? Because at this point, it's hilarious. Like At this point, I saw this thing on Twitter, and I quote tweeted it, and I said, this is the most non-news I've ever seen. And it's basically Brian Alvarez on the Wrestling Observer Radio. I think it's what it's called. But I saw a clip of it on Twitter. And basically... Whoever was there, he's he's looking at them. He's like, uh, "Do you want to do you want to know who uh, whose idea it was to get rid of the the AEW uh, rankings system?" And somebody was like, uh, "I don't know, CM Punk." And Brian, I was like, "CM Punk." And to me, it was the most non-news because a, I don't think anybody gave a fuck. Like, if we're being honest, and I think, and this is the funny thing about it too. Hey, for me, I'd be like, dude, move on. Like, CM Punk's in WWE. Like, at this point, any news of CM Punk and whatever he did in AEW, it almost doesn't matter. He's in WWE. And also, to make it seem as if the this whole ranking system is the reason that AEW wasn't as strong as it could be, bullshit. A, you're booking who wins. Which means you could, in essence, just book who you want to win a match to determine a number one contender. You don't need this stupid rankings. And I know that everyone's like, oh, we wanted to go back to the sports-based system. It's like, okay, but you do know someone's booking who to win. It's, it, it, to me, the rankings mean nothing. And the fact that I didn't even realize that the, bank, that, that the rankings went away, I didn't even realize the rankings went away. I didn't either because that's how much I've not really been even paying attention. To. But even but they I think they went away while Punk was still there, and it was like I didn't notice, and I was watching, and I was like, and I didn't notice. I was like, if anything, I think it helped them. It helped free them to do more things that you can book number one contenders matches. You can do all this stuff, and you don't have to do like, hey, that's just a lot of work to keep up with rankings, and then B, it's like. Tony's booking this shit, so it's like they're not legitimate fights. It's not like you're in the UFC and you legitimately win a match or a fight, and okay, now you win. Now you face the world heavyweight champion. It's like uh, eh. I'm like, eh. Like if anything, it's a hindrance because then if you don't book somebody that's in the top rankings, people are gonna be like, well, they have the most wins. Bumfuck from Nowhereville has the most wins. How come they're not getting a title shot? That's exactly what I was just about to say. Like. <laughs> If people were actually paying attention to them, like you just said, if somebody had a high ranking, they should automatically be in a championship match, but then they're not, or they're not even on the show. Something stupid like that. But Or it's <laughs> someone that really, the second they announce a match, it's like, oh, you know they don't have a shot at winning. So why are we doing this? You know? Yeah. It's like, and then, and again, people are going to question the Jinder Mahal booking of, of uh, Seth Rollins. And at the very end of it, I'm in my mind, I was thinking... There's a story to it. At the very least, there's a story to it that could lead to something else. 
this ranking shit. I don't think Tony Khan has the foresight to create a story for it. I think it's just like, oh, I just realized so-and-so has 30 fucking wins. Let's give them a title match. And then nothing happens. Nothing comes out of it. Like Hook, I like Hook. Been a fan of, I've been a fan of Hook. Guarantee you this whole thing with Samoa Joe and the, and the world title shot, it's a, it's a two-week, three-week thing. And then Tony Khan is going to forget about Hook. It's going to... Keep going on as if nothing happened. Yeah. You know? doesn't It doesn't help Hook. You know? I feel like, if anything, it hurts him. You know? It, it reminds me of uh, Ricky Starks whenever he faced MJF, and then they didn't know what to do with him. You know? And that was when he got himself over and was a, a pretty big baby face for AEW. It's like, okay, now we have a baby face for MJF's heel. What do we do? They don't know what to do. And so, for... Brian Alvarez and the Wrestling Observer to be like, like as if this was news, like, oh, CM Punk was like, hey, Tony, get rid of the rankings. First of all, A, if Tony's the boss, Tony Khan could have easily just said, no, I like the rankings. So, you know, that just proves to me <laughs> Tony's got no spine, you know? He really did fear for his <laughs> yeah. You know, like, honestly, like, like, like as, much as, as much of a fan as I am of CM Punk, if if he told me to do something that I was like, nah, I kind of like doing this. I respect your, you know, I'd be like, I respect your opinion. Thank you for your opinion. But I feel like this this is probably the direction we should go. But the fact that it just shows, again, that Tony Khan folded. It's like, eh. Again, I feel like this is just non-news. But the fact that they make it news, you know, and they keep using CM Punk, it's like, guys, move on. AEW doesn't exist to CM Punk anymore. He's probably erased this, that whole part of his life by now. Like he's he's where he belongs. He he probably doesn't even think about that company anymore. I don't. Th- I, yeah, it's like you know, like Ted Lasso said, "Be a goldfish." Right. CM Punk's like <laughs> the fact that the fact that Cody Rhodes mentioned AEW last night in the press conference. <laughs> I was just laughing. I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure Triple H is like. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I'm just like I'm just like guys, move on. CM Punk's gone from AEW. Move on, let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, as that song goes from Frozen, let it go, baby. Let it go, let it go, just let it go. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm just like I'm just tired of of like. Like this week and and CM Punk AEW news. It's like he's not even there. Do you think people are dropping their jaws at that news? Uh, no, because <laughs> nobody gave a f- no one gave a fuck. Nobody gives a oh fuck. Oh my god! You know, it's like what? I'm like, okay, who the fuck leaked it? Okay, if that's if that's the case, who the fuck leaked it now? <laughs> You're a little behind. It's like I don't know, man. I'm just like at this point. I just want to keep a counter of like every time they talk about CM Punk and AEW because it's just at this point it doesn't matter. Like CM Punk won. CM Punk is in WWE. You know, he's about to main event WrestleMania. Yeah. So. So yeah, uh, that was it for the the dirt sheet shit. You know, uh, our new segment, the dirt sheet shit. That's what we're gonna call it because it it's just. It the DS, what, the DSS, yeah, the DSS, because that's what it is. It's shit. It's absolute. It's absolute dog shit. Um. Uh. But yeah. So. Uh, uh, 
All right. Now that we're done with that, let's let's talk about why we're here. The Royal Rumble. The Rums. The Rums, as we call it. Um, I'm going to give you my honest opinion. Uh, Women's Rumble was the best. Agreed. Roman, Orton, AJ, LA Knight was underwhelming. Logan Paul, Kevin Owens was pretty good. And again, I'm still shocked at just how good Logan Paul has gotten. And it was actually a pretty, pretty f- genius. I won't say genius, but it was a, it was an interesting way to end the match. It was an w- interesting way for him to keep it. Um, and then, because my favorite line of the night will, still has to go to Pat McAfee. Oh, now the ref has 2020 vision. <laughs> line of the night. <laughs> That was great. And then the men's rumble, unfortunately, I feel like it just suffered from the Vince news because we know Brock or we don't know, but it is assumed that Brock Lesnar was opposed, was supposed to be a part of it. And then he was replaced. And then a lot of the story stuff was, was kind of, they waited till the end to put in everybody who has a story to finish. There's a lot of them. Quote unquote. And, it just, you know, they f- it felt like um, it felt like everyone. Every, it felt like the men's rumble was racing to get to the final ten, eight entrants, while the rest of the of the entrants were kind of just filler, you know. Yeah, um, and they started with Jimmy and Jay, which you would have thought would have been like you could have taken us on a roller coaster with Jimmy and Jay. You could have had it to where you know they start off one and two, they're facing each other, and at some point, at some point. I don't know. Maybe new, the, the, the judgment day come in. So let's say Jimmy and Jay are facing off at one and two, and then they eliminate three or they eliminate four, or they eliminate five, and then suddenly judgment day comes in. So Dom, JD, Finn, Damien. Suddenly you got to have a situation here where you got to team up together. So you, you could have given us the whole arc of, of Jimmy and Jay, and then at the very end, you know – when you think oh, it's like, oh, this is you know our the brotherly bond, and then Jimmy or Jay eliminate one or the other, it felt like it started off like that, like it, like oh they're gonna face off, and then we're gonna have this epic moment with the brothers, and then once all the entrants started coming in, it was like, where's Jimmy? Where's Jay? Like I just I kind of forgot about them. Yeah, I agree. I. I thought at some point we were going to get a little bit of a, you know, a reunion, a little tag team reunion with the Usos, which would have gotten a huge reaction. It would have been a great moment. Um, I don't know if it had anything. It could have. I'm not disagreeing with you. It could have had something to do with the Vince stuff. Um, well, I'm but, sure it, it would just it was for, I'm just assuming it was tougher uh, Triple H to book it, knowing that he had to rebook some things. Yeah, no, because of it. I agree. I think most most people like we were waiting for CM Punk, uh, Cody Rhodes. You know the main the main guys who had a very good chance of winning. There weren't really a whole lot of big moments or surprises like there were in the women's Rumble. I feel like the women definitely outshined the men because uh, in the women's you had you had Jade Cargill finally debut, which she she shined. Yeah, pretty good. Um, you had Jordan Grace from TNA. Um, you had returning Naomi, um, returning Liv Morgan. Uh, what else am I missing? Uh, there was a lot of great stuff in the women's Rumble. 
great way to kick off the show. But yeah, the men's was kind of like, eh, it was a little underwhelming for me. Yeah. Uh, until CM Punk came out, and then you had the final four. You had Drew Punk. Well, really, it was until our uh, truth came out. Our truth. Once our truth got in there. Oh, he was in the women's too. You know? <laughs> hey, where the guys at? <laughs> where the guys at? <laughs> He's a woman. Oh man. <laughs> uh, to me, man, I, I think um, yeah, it just felt underwhelming. The the men's felt like. Uh, Something was missing, or I don't know. I felt like they put all of the people at the very end instead of spreading them out, you know. Mm. Um, but um, but yeah. Um, Brian Breaker was a good. Uh, he, sh- he shined pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think he's on the main roster now? I hope so. I mean, he really has nothing left to do in NXT. Like he's doing this thing with Baron Corbin right now for the Dusty Classic, I think, and and that's it. But like I think after that, I feel like he just he should he should just go to the main roster. It, there's no reason for him to stay in NXT. Now, I mentioned this last night because the rumored match was Brock and Gunther. You could insert John Cena into a program with Gunther if he's available, if they have that as a possibility. But now I'm thinking. What about Braun Breaker? Yeah. So without Brock Lesnar around, you still have options. Because now you're creating the next top star if you put Braun Breaker in there with Gunther. Yeah. So essentially, you could have Braun Breaker beat Gunther, and it doesn't make Gunther look weak. He's a th- he's a threat. Braun Breaker's a serious threat. Yeah. And I think I think what was the stat that they gave that like him running the ropes that like they, they clocked the speed at like. Thirty something miles, or like twenty six miles per hour, or something like that. Close to thirty. Close to thirty, yeah. and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then you see him running the ropes in the in the Royal, Royal Rumble, and even the cameraman are like, "Fuck!" Like, they're trying, like the camera, the 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 camera switcher in the bag is trying to fucking keep up with him. It's like, "Oh fuck!" Dude, he runs so fast. I'm afraid, like he's just gonna run right through the rope and go out of the ring. <laughs> the rope's gonna snap off. Dude, I'm afraid he's gonna kill somebody one day, <laughs> or himself, just fucking running the ropes. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I think, I think they need to put him in the, in in the main roster as soon as possible, because I feel like, I feel like he's done everything he can do in NXT. He's been the champ, you know, he, they dabbled with him as a heel. It worked. And now they're dabbling him as a comedic act with Baron Corbin. It's working. So now it's like, okay, he can clearly do all of the facets of WWE, the comedy, the, the heel work, the face work. Now it's about, and obviously the athleticism is there. So now it's like, okay, well let's let's put all the, all of these skills that he's accrued to the test and put him on the main roster and see how he does. You know? Yeah, I agree. Um, and then for the women's, it's like, you know, and and to me this is what made I think the women's uh, rumble so special is that while and, and it's interesting too. It's like. Uh, all of the interactions come, uh, building up to the Rumble for the men were to build the Rumble. All the interactions that happen in the Rumble for the women feel, feels like they are to build future storylines with Bianca Belair and Jade Cargill. That, Jade, was, that was a moment. It was. Jade Cargill and Nia Jax. Uh, 
Becky and Jay Cargill, um, uh, 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 Naomi and Natalia, Naomi and Becky, Naomi and Bianca. You know, I don't think we've seen that. Um, what else? Uh, plenty more. It's like there, there are plenty of matchups that could happen from now until WrestleMania. Hell, I, I would, I wouldn't be shocked if there are more women matches, like just singles or tag team matches at WrestleMania that have nothing to do with the titles. You know. I mean, Bianca and Jade is a match right there without a title. Yeah. That's just a match of athleticism and strength right there. Yeah. Like, I, I'd rather see that, you know? Um, and then you had Jordan Grace, which, you know, what I said, uh, when it happened, I was like, now this is the forbidden door. And then Triple H is like, yeah, the, not, it was like, God, that's anything about those stupid doors or whatever yeah. you want to call it, <laughs> you know? But it's like, and we were talking about this a couple, I, don't, I won't say, me and you were talking about this privately, but like, you know, what does this, what can this partnership with TNA mean? You know, because um, I think the rumor was that, and, and I think there was a blurry photo of Triple H, Punk, and Mercedes Monet together at TNA Hard to Kill, the pay-per-view that they taped in Vegas. And it's like, what what does this mean for TNA? Is there going to be more um, interactions between TNA stars and WWE? Like, are, T- are people from TNA going to come to WWE and do stuff there? Like, are people from WWE going to go to TNA? Like, what's going to happen? And then also, just because I know a couple of people that have been in TNA or I know people that are in TNA, you know, th- these are big opportunities. These are big uh, opportunities to, you know, be showcased on a bigger with a bigger audience, especially now that Raw is going to be on NXT or not, no, Raw is going to be on Netflix. You know, it's like what could happen. You know, like yeah. I think I think WWE letting other people come in that's more impressive. You know, and yeah. this is I feel like this is Triple H. Like, you know, well, yeah, this happened a couple years ago with Mickey James. Yeah, um, yeah, competition is great. You know, AEW being around has been great for WWE, but also, like you said, it's almost like, especially in these times, like unfathomable, I think is a word you could use, like for people from different companies, like somebody from TNA to go to WWE or vice versa. Like, we never saw that, like back in the day, you know? Well, I mean, you saw it with WCW when people left wcw to go to wwe or vice versa but like companies working together yeah we've never seen that not at least not in our time i don't think um i think the last time it was um aw and tna but like i don't know like to me it didn't feel that big you know or as big as it could have been um but with wwe i feel like it it just feels bigger Mm -hmm. like it feels like uh like I said, bigger opportunities for guys in TNA to be viewed by a bigger audience. It's the biggest and, stage you can be on. Yeah. And so, like, imagine if if for War Games, you know, this year, you know, uh, you got to pick somebody from a different organization. And I think, what was the Japanese um, organization that they worked with? Uh, I think they sent someone from NXT over there. Was it All Japan Pro or something like that? It wasn't New Japan. Sounds like all Japan. It sounds about right. Yeah, I want to say it was all Japan or no. I can't remember which one, but uh, 
but like there, there's the possibility of bringing in people from Japan or somebody from TNA and being like, oh, oh, oh shit, like the you know these brands, these companies are working together, and again, it it's right now WWE is just on another level, you know, and they're uh, levels above. Yeah, <laughs> as, as Roman Reigns would say. It, it's it's just been fun. It's been fun to be on this ride. It feels good to finally be a WWE fan. Yeah, after years of suffering, <laughs> after years of enduring, of years, dude. You know, it's like uh, <laughs> it was that uh, meme people always do. It's the Bane one from uh, The Dark Knight Rises. It's like uh, it's like uh, you were. Let's see. Uh, it's like you were trained in the dark. I was born in it. <laughs> it's like it's like that's what it feels like. I feel like we were just we 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 were watching wrestling when it was just not cool. I woke up and it was dark. <laughs> you know, so it was it's just interesting to now be a part of it and it's like it just feels fun. It feels cool again. You know, punk makes it feel cool, you know, and and it it's just cool right now to be a wrestling fan. Yeah. So you know, uh, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Um, congratulations to Bailey, my yeah. win. I, I I won the I won the women's rumble. I uh, I picked the number that she was in, and so I I won. Uh, but at the same time, I, I, she was my w- number one pick to win. Yeah, it same. Just, I think everybody probably had her as the winner. Yeah. And uh, as you could listen to the crowd yeah, as you were yeah. watching last night. Yeah, if you were listening to the crowd, the crowd was solely behind bailey like <laughs> like even when jay cargill came out and becky and live and all that stuff people were still like anytime bailey eliminated any any one of those girls the fans were happy mm-hmm. they were cheering they were they were smiling they didn't care so um it'll be interesting to see what happens does she go for the world title does she go for the wwe title we'll see we'll see i think um, i know where she's going I think I think I know too, but you never know. Sometimes WWE likes to swerve us. Um, and then Cody won for the second year in a row. You know, back to back. Yeah. And uh, it was a it was a it was a dark time. <laughs> At least it wasn't The Rock. <laughs> At least it wasn't The Rock. But this is the third Rumble in a row for CM Punk, where it just has not gone his way. No. <laughs> First, it was twenty thirteen. You know, when The Rock decided to come in and take his spot. Then it was uh, 2014 when uh, Concessions mm-hmm. Kane. <laughs> Concessions Kane was the ultimate downfall of CM Punk. Exactly. And then now this year. But, um, dude, I even told you, man, that what a missed opportunity. Because I had the image in my head. I told you this last night. I was like, just imagine CM Punk winning the Rumble, standing on the rope, doing his little X symbol with the fireworks going off in the background. Yeah. Um, look, we both wanted Punk to win. I don't. Ha- I don't hate Cody winning. Um, now that I've had time to think about it, I think there was really no other way for Cody to get to Roman other than winning the Rumble, because the only other way would for somehow would have been for him to try and get to SmackDown into an Elimination Chamber match. So there would have had to been like some kind of trade or something. And I, they were looking for history. They wanted, you know what, back-to-back winner, Cody. You know, have Cody win the Rumble. Yeah. And there's still a possibility, which 
I'm assuming is the plan is for Punk to win the chamber and main event night one with Seth Rollins, which we haven't talked about it, but last week on Raw, Seth Rollins came out, announced his injury, and said he's still he's still walking into WrestleMania as champion. He's just gonna need, you know, some time off to rehab. And He's gonna have to pull some John Cena superpowers <laughs> if he's gonna have, he's gonna you know rehab that knee and be good to go for WrestleMania. But maybe it's not as bad as they are telling us. Um, clearly, it's not that bad if he's gonna be able to rehab it in time for WrestleMania because we're still seventy days away. Yeah, uh, two and a half months or so. So there's still time. So they're not worried about Seth not making it to WrestleMania, obviously they have a lot of trust in him and being able to rehab and make it on time. Cause I think Seth even said it in a uh, interview. I forget who it was that interviewed him about it, but he's hoping to be back in like 30 days. Like yeah. he, want, he said he wants to have at least one match before WrestleMania. So we can kind of, you know, get back into the swing of things. So that's, that's a good thing to hear. Yeah, so I was worried. I was like, oh, "Man, if he misses WrestleMania, that's one of your biggest main events gone." So, I still think that's your main event for night one is uh, Seth and Punk. Mm. But then you still got the Rock looming out there. Yeah. And here's what I'm thinking on that. <laughs> this is what you're thinking. <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. I think Rock's still going to be at WrestleMania. He's obviously not going to be in a match with Roman. Mm. I think, at the very least. He'll make an appearance in the main event. Because you know Solo, the bloodline's going to interfere, like always. I think The Rock's going to come out and thwart that. Thwart? Thwart. It's a big word. And assist Cody. Cody's going to finish his story. Yeah. Thank God. No offense to Cody, but I'm tired of hearing (laughs) finish the story. Finish the story, Tim. So that's what what I'm thinking. I think it's the right way, the right way to go. You get Cody Roman, Seth Punk. Those are your main events. WrestleMania 40. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's and then it. maybe that sets up Rock and Roman for next year. Maybe they'll do a John Cena Rock scenario. Yeah. Maybe that's how they go about it. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Because, you know, when Roman, when they asked Roman about The Rock, the first, that first, uh, after that Raw, Rock appeared and said he wanted to be head of the table, they asked Roman about it, like, on that SmackDown that week, and he kind of laughed it off. Like, you know, that ain't no big deal to me. Yeah. And, I mean, now you can argue that uh, The Rock really is the head of the table. He's he's a board member for TKO. He's like, uh, you know, he like you can come in. He can come in with a promo of a lifetime. He's like, uh, he's like while, you're, while you're cosplaying as the head of the table, I am the head of the table because I feed you now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like he... That's a good way. That could that could be a great story, right? You there. know exactly. You've been running around here for the last three years, four years, talking about you being the head of the table. Guess where I'm sitting, buddy? I'm literally at the head of the table. You're just walking around with a title. Yeah, <laughs> you're just you're just you're just walking around pretending to be the Rock. You know. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, Punk didn't win, but that's okay. I'm still excited. We're on the road to WrestleMania. I still think it's going to be. Biggest WrestleMania of all time. Yeah. Um, also, I just thought of another pro. I just thought of another like way that for the promo to go and where the Rock goes. Uh, it's like don't, like something to the point of like because I remember in Young Rock the show, um, 
uh, Roman is just like a little kid when when The Rock is like uh, um, just starting off wrestling uh, for the WWE, and he could be like, uh, you know, you know how he does his usual sticks, like you know, shut your mouth, know your role, and don't rem- and don't forget, uh, Roman, I was feeding you Gerber before. <laughs> 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 it's like you, you were asking, you were you were feeding off of my hand, like, just all these little inside. Um, all these little inside uh, things. The, the, the promos are going to be great. Like, here's the thing. No one has a problem with Rock versus Roman. It just can't be this, this year. It's just bad timing. Bad timing. And I think I'm, I'm really glad they made the decision not to put Rock in the Rumble. I'm Optics. Glad. I think there would have been some pushback on that and some negativity towards the Rock. Like, this yeah. guy's coming in again, taking somebody's spot. Even me. Like, even Rock, uh, big Rock fans. I'm sure there's a lot of Rock fans out there. But there are also a lot of Cody fans, and people want to see this guy finish his damn story. Yeah. And it's going to happen this year at WrestleMania, and we're going to be a part of it. Yeah. We're going to be a part of it. We're going to be there. Yeah. If there's still tickets left. <laughs> we better hurry. We're, we're waiting until the very last second to get these tickets because uh, your boy's broke. <laughs> but we're going to get there. You know, hopefully, even if they're not the greatest seats, we're going to be there. Like, it's all about just being there. It's never, to me, I don't know. For me, WrestleMania, just from the last WrestleMania we went to, it's more of the experience rather than be, rather than being up close, you know? Obviously, being up close would be awesome, but also that's just a ton of money that none of us have, you know? Like, who has 10 grand to drop on front row, second row seats? Like, that's just insane. I just want to be, like, in the atmosphere with everybody yes. experiencing what everybody else is experiencing. That's the thing. It's, it's, it's about the atmosphere. It's about being there. It's not about, you know, being up close and personal, which would be great. You know, maybe one day when I'm rich and fucking famous. I'm just kidding. Rich, yes. Not famous. <laughs> I don't want to be famous. <laughs> but rich. <laughs> maybe one day when either of us is rich, yeah. Sure, let's get front row seats to Mania. But right now, it's just about being there in the atmosphere, being around Philadelphia you know, for a WrestleMania weekend with all the wrestling fans all over the world coming together. You know, like New Orleans, like that was just like we didn't have the best seats, you know. They weren't the greatest seats in the world, but god damn it, if you I'd wanna go back there. Same spot, same seats. I I wanna go back and, and relive that whole weekend because it was just it was just fun. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest WrestleMania. Wasn't the greatest WrestleMania. Yeah, it wasn't that great, but it, you know. But the experiences were fun. Yeah, the experiences are always fun. That's and that's the biggest takeaway. It's just the experiences. And this is WrestleMania forty, four zero, for life. <laughs> <laughs> it's WrestleMania XL, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it got a little fatter this year. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> It's okay, buddy. They just keep getting fatter and fatter every yeah. year. It's just, one day it's going to be XLL, XXL, which I guess XL. So X is ten, and then L is thirty. Uh, I don't know, because three X's is thirty. XXX thirty, one X and an L. How does that work? I don't know my numerals. I don't know, man. Me neither. This is, this is why we're not Roman. <laughs> the Roman numerals. <laughs> Someone call the travel chief because we, <laughs> we need to figure out these Roman numerals. <laughs> I don't get it. 
This is why we're not Greek, bro. This is this is why the Roman Empire fell, and that's why that's Roman's why it's Empire. Fall WrestleMania. <laughs> exactly. You took it right out of it. You said it. Oh man, dude. Uh, we gonna be throwing ones up. We're gonna be throwing them ones down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, that that'd be hilarious if like everybody in the crowd put their ones up, and then as Roman lo- loses, just a collective. That'd be amazing. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited, dude. I just I can't wait for it to be April. I'm I'm ready, dude. I'm just ready to get my rumble on. Oh, not rumble. Get my mania on. Me too, dude. Let's, it's, as Pat McAfee would say, let's go. Let's go. It's, I'm ready, though. I'm ready. We're getting closer and closer. On your knees, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's Doug? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but he's in Triple H's uh, King of Kings. I think he says dog, not Doug. It sounds like Doug. You, On your knees, dog. Listen to it. It's it, it. It's not an emphatic dog. It's an emphatic Doug. Well, if it is Doug, Triple H has beef with somebody named Doug. <laughs> yeah, you don't like a guy named Doug. <laughs> Doug Heffernan. <laughs> somebody, somebody named Doug uh, did Triple H dirty one time. He's never forgotten. Oh, oh man, dude, I'm I'm just ready. Let's just let's just let's just get to Philly. Let's do this. Let's do it. Oh. Have the most amazing weekend of our lives. Yes. Well, guys, uh, that was a very packed episode of Wrestling with Stooges. If you're listening to this episode, it's come. It's going to be up uh, this Monday, so tomorrow, just before Monday Night Raw, just before you know uh, Cody comes out to officially announce who he's going to face at WrestleMania, which we all know. It's Roman. Well, that makes me wonder too. Is he gonna? If he does announce Roman on Raw, is he officially going to SmackDown? Then he won't be on Raw next week when we go. I don't know. We'll have to find out. I don't know. I mean, technically, Cody was on Raw last year when he challenged Roman, and he was going back and forth. That's true. So I guess he would go back and forth until you know if he wins the title at Mania, yeah. then he would be on SmackDown officially. Yeah, until he wins. So, so yeah. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens, man. But uh, I'm excited. We'll be at Monday Night Raw, February 5th, uh, live from the Enterprise Center. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no promises, but I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to do something. Hopefully, if I get a response, we can announce it ahead of time. But if not, it's okay. But hopefully, some something cool could happen between now and uh, February 5th. So. Uh, just, just. I, I, is it a surprise to me too? I guess, huh? I mean, well, you'll find out as soon as I find out. <laughs> but uh, I gotta, I gotta get my, I gotta get a word back from uh, from a certain somebody. So we'll see. But um, until then, guys, uh, what do we always say on this show? Stooges, Stooges out. out.